Hey guys, so we're back. This is the part two of uh, of of yesterday's podcast, and I'm Abdullah, uh, as you guys should know by now. And I'm Murad. And uh, yeah, so this is the second part, and hopefully this time it's going to be different, and it's going to be uh, more about fun cars. Yeah, this time we'll be talking about the fun cars that we drove, and we were not expecting what we drove. We were like very very much like okay We're blown away yeah we thought like these, these cars gonna drive like crap but once we did drive them oh my god we were like su- surprised amazed we were surprised and and keeping in mind also like you know these are considered to be as like affordable um, economical cars as well yeah and uh, this is what makes it like really interesting as well i mean some of them are not very um uh, as a uh, as cheap or as economical price but the thing is they're still like kind of fun to drive um, i mean given the alternatives that they have out there in the market for them well let's keep the price tag under a hundred thousand um i'm not too sure about uh, the price tag under a hundred thousand because there's one car i have in my mind it is actually above hundred thousand but it's still it's uh, we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get to it we'll get, we'll get to, to it. it yeah okay so the first car that um, okay wait so when we say first cheap car Okay, what's the first car that comes in your mind? The first cheap car that we drive. The, the, you're talking about cheap, cheap car? fun car, cheap fun car to drive. From what we test drove, or just from, generally? No, from what we test drove, the cheap fun car, economical. Yeah. Which one comes in your mind first? D- do you want to do the three, two, one? Yeah. All right, three, two, one. Honda, Honda Jazz. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, Honda Jazz. It was. It, it's, it's discontinued now, though. Yeah, it's, it's, it's annoying. It's like annoying that it's discontinued, and and like I mean, really, I just I just really wish like it's still in the market. And you know what? Um, it's got a CVT. The one that we drove was like the refresh model. It was again in 2018. Yeah, 2018. Um, it was a refresh model compared to like you know what the previous generations were. Um, I haven't driven the previous generations, but driving the new one, I mean, at least the at least still what the last generation was out there, it looks good. It's very practical, extremely good in fuel economy. The pricing was just amazing. It looks like a minivan, honestly, but like yeah, but you, you know what? You wouldn't be bothered with it. No, you know, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I mean, it does look like a minivan. I, I I see what you're saying, but that was like the previous generation. The new one still like you know was more leaning towards a hatchback ish. Yeah, more. Yeah, it doesn't look too much like an MPV or a minivan uh, as much, but but it looks it looks good. It, it looks sporty. It looks great. And the pricing was like you know under sixty thousand dirhams. Um, obviously, if you go for a full option, it's going to be around sixty-five ish. I think that was the price. I think it was only one option here. Uh, okay. Like, oh. Yeah, it was like it came with alloy wheels only. Did it have steel wheels? I didn't see the one with the steel wheels. I've seen the yeah, one. I've I only saw the ones with the alloy wheels. Yeah, I think it was that only, and it was priced at around sixty-five thousand. It was only one option. I wouldn't mind going for a lower option in that. I mean, just like if the practicality and yeah. everything and all that, it's fine. Uh, at least the drive, uh, like driving the car itself, like it wouldn't be different. It's, it's, I would call it's a proper city car. It's like, a proper city car. Yeah, you want to go point A to point B, you want to go grocery shopping. It's an amazing car. Like Why you're having gonna, fun? You're going to have fun going and coming back. Yes. <laughs> you're not going to be like, oh no, I don't want to go shopping. And this car, you'll be like, oh yes, I want to go to the supermarket and buy stuff because it's a fun drive. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the the only thing is the downside about that car is that it's a CVT. But I would say it's a downside for that specific car. Um, so Murad and I, we usually are not really big fan of CVTs. But then I don't really think that any car people are really 
fan of yeah. uh, CVTs. Um, but on the Honda Jazz, I mean, it's done a great job. Um, so See, for CVT, the problem I have is that like the initial pick is like you know it, it tries to give you that initial pick. It it's, it has um, uh, like a lot of people call that it has like a rubber banding effect. Yeah. Um, so it's just that you know like the engine and the, the torque of the car and the engine of the car it's just crying to like it just you just know that it needs to change the gears. Yeah, but the thing but is, it, it doesn't really have any gears, <laughs> so it does. It really can't do that. So all you basically hear is like an engine, like kind of crying for uh, for help, really. Yeah. Like kind of when you're like pushing it uh, really hard. But then, um, the Honda Jazz, it was not as noisy. That was a big plus. Uh, although it was a CVT, and, and you could keep up with the traffic. You right? could keep up with the traffic, yeah, because the car is light, and mm-hmm. and the thing is like the CVT, at least uh, uh, with the Honda is built, like you know, it, was, it does like, a really good job. And the and the fact we recall that it has it has a paddle shift shifters um, to simulate gears because obviously it does not have gears. It just pretty much um, in short, it just all it does is like simulate gears, but it does like a very good job of uh, simulating the gears. It has triptronics. It has a triptronic. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So uh, so although it's a CVT, but it simulates gears. It does not actually change any gear because, like we said, it's a CVT. There is only one gear. Um, but then by simulating the gear, it kind of like kind of puts the RPM in the correct power band where you want it to be, especially when you're downshifting so that you can yeah. have the, the proper acceleration and the proper, proper power so that you yeah. can actually enjoy uh, the car and, you know, and not feel like the car is getting too sluggish off the line or something. And, and the handling of the car was just, was really good. Yeah, it was good. And it had a body roll, but it was a fun body roll. Yeah, like you, it won't scare you. It won't scare you. Yeah, as much as it will make you smile. Very good grip <laughs> yeah. for, for a car that size. Um, and, and, and the fact that you know, it's kind of has a like, you know, bit higher center of gravity compared to other cars, um, yeah. it grips onto the, co- in the corners like really well. And especially like when you're downshifting and you're turning, it's really, really fun. And also like, uh, it's very spacious. Like, oh, very the space in that is just next level. I mean, they've got, they've got something called as the magic seats. Yeah. Uh, the way you can kind of like fold down the seats and sleep the, the rear seats and then you can like, you know, fold them up and then also like bring them on the, and kind of, and, and then they can push them towards the, the, to, towards the, the driver and the passenger Drivers, side yeah. by, by flipping it up in a way, um, to give it like in a more space. It's just, um, it's incredible, like in how much space that right. thing has got. You could fit a one bedroom apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if you could like in a fit a one bedroom apartment. You know, I knew somebody who basically has a, a, a has a hatchback. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, like I, I know this person, right? So, so she's got a Nissan Tida. Yeah. And she has a, and the thing is, like, I mean, she's moved houses, right? She didn't really need, require any moving company. Yeah. Cause she actually pretty much fit her whole apartment, her whole studio apartment in the car. In the car. And then, yeah. like, you know, she moved, uh, she moved houses. So I'm guessing, like, and if she had uh, Honda Jazz, I think she could probably move two studio apartments if she wanted yeah. to. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's got a great space in the car as well. And, and, but you know what? Keeping practicality aside, uh, I mean, it's re- for people like you know, obviously, like, the fuel economy is really important and uh, the practicality of the aspect of the car. But if, if you're a car person, and you know what? If you have this car as a daily per- as a daily driver, like don't despair, don't feel bad. I mean, you know what? You should consider yourself like one of the lucky ones because yeah, it actually is lots of fun driving that car. It is. And and, and and if you really hate driving that car, then there's something seriously wrong with you. <laughs> no, that car. Because there like, are worse cars out there, yeah. but this is like I, I mean, when I say worse cars, I'm not. I don't mean this in a bad way. Like, like I just say like this is a bad car. No, this is actually a great car. Yeah, but the thing is like you know, it kind of makes you feel like this car has a character. Like it's not. Uh, 
it's not dull while you're driving it. It got some character, got some soul in it. Hundred percent. It has like a, a good. It has it has like a good uh, decent character on the car. Um, no, I mean, it's just sad they don't have it anymore. And, and I wish they, the they, thing they, I liked about it, like when you sit in the inside, okay, it's simple. It's very simple, yeah, but yet like it looks nice. It looks elegant. Um, the the interior design. Uh, I mean, not like in terms of the general cars. The interior overall, the car is I think is very nice. It's like properly like made, and I mean it's Honda. It's well built. It's gonna last yeah. you. Um, and the spaces are great. But I'm talking about like the dashboard design. Um, personally, I'm not really the biggest fan of like what the dashboard looks like. But but because the car is actually so much fun to drive, I would I really wouldn't care what the dashboard looks like. And plus, like you know, it has everything that you would really need. Like you know, just, yeah, just I don't think it's missing anything. It has sensor. It has a rear view camera. It has the cameras okay, and the sensors, and uh, it has that screen that with the infotainment system yeah. and camera and everything. And the gauge cluster is also good. Yeah. So like legible and it's, yeah, it's yeah. clear. It's it's not over the top, right? and it's not uh, like cars with the same price tag. We have seen like much worse interior. Oh, absolutely. Um, so there are cars like, exactly with the career I mean, much you're worse driving interior. a cheap car, that is fun. That also has a nice interior. Yeah. What more do you want? Exactly. I mean, the, speaking about the interiors, I mean, like for example, like we saw the, the latest uh, Toyota Corolla that's there out in the market. Mm. Um, Here's the thing, right? The, the Corolla interior, like at least from what we saw in the pictures and like, you know, what's available in the international market, it looks, it looks good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's usable and it's great and everything. Um, unfortunately, the ones that we get over here, um, it looks, it looks the same, right? I mean, if you, I mean, if you just kind of like look similar, at this, it's very similar. Yeah. yeah. Um, there first isn't really glance, much difference. First glance. The first glance is going to look similar. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, when you kind of go into the like, details, especially if you look at the, the center infotainment screen, I mean, it's raised up. And I think every car is kind of doing this raised up screen, yeah. which, which I'm okay with. But the fact is, it looks like an old school monitor, like uh, the CRT, like and it has like yeah. the big plastic covering at the back of the yeah. screen. And that just looks really annoying and looks so outdated, especially when you're going for like a 2020 or 2021 Corolla car. Yeah, true. I mean, if, so in, uh, in other car markets, like, you know, they don't have that thing at the back and you might be wondering why, it's because they do not have a CD player. For some reason, they basically had to fit, at least in this market over here, they had to fit the CD player onto the screen. And obviously the screen is flat, the CD needs to go somewhere. Yeah. So, so, so basically, that covering is basically what's covering the uh, the CD player. The CD player, and and just kind of it just ruins the look for me. And I don't think are, are people even using CDs these days? They're not. No. I don't it's think anybody all, is using CDs. It's all online. Like you just download. Like the maximum, the minimum that people use is uh, like they download the their music and they put it in the USB. Minimum, or even just they pretty much like I mean. I mean, it's so not. I mean, they're using the, Bluetooth. They're using exactly now. They use like Bluetooth, and they like you know have like an Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Yeah. But you know, like the the, the minimum requirement. Like, even people actually like if they really want to use their phone, they still use their phone and they connect it like in via auxiliary cable. Yeah, true. Right. I mean, like, nobody even uses like in you know, cassettes anymore. Okay, man. Even don't have cassettes, auxiliary is even oxygen very outdated thing. Like I would say, even the aux uh, the auxiliary cables are like very outdated. But at least it's. It's the minimum kind of a connection that you can have if you want to connect it to your phone. Yeah. And unfortunately, even today, also, you can't really even connect your auxiliary as well because, I mean, most of the phones right now, they don't even come they with a headphone yeah. jack. You need to use an adapter. But, I mean, there is always a walk around that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like Honda Jazz, absolutely brilliant car. It's just sad that they have uh, discontinued it. I don't know, maybe it wasn't selling well. 
to be honest, we don't even see that many on the road, and it's a, sh- it's a shame, really. Uh, they just should be a sh- lo- lot more. Honestly, there are mo- uh, like a lot of cars, but I, I don't, I don't really see Honda Jazzes on the road as much. Because I think b- that's because the numbers that were brought here they are very limited. So Probably. like, and then also a lot of people would not go for that. They would go for the city since it's, it looks the same. Except it's a sedan. Uh, for, and for a lot of people, like, you know, because it's a sedan, so it's like yeah. a more complete package car. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, it's cheaper as well, I think. It's 55,000. The Honda City is cheaper. Yeah. Yeah, at least it was. Um, so but that's also a thing. Yeah, which is unfortunate. I mean, for me, I'm uh, definitely going to go for it. Inter- so interior, interior wise, it looks the same. Although, yeah. like, I never driven the new city. Yeah. But I driven the old one, the 2012 model. Okay. It was amazing. I've driven the 99 model. And how was it? At that time, I was it felt, felt fun. <laughs> yeah. <V-tech. laughs> yeah, even the one I had was music. Sweet. So, um, so um, yeah, I mean, uh, the hundred jars, absolutely big win, and we love it. And I think it was that was that was the year that we drove the uh, the Maserati Ghibli and the Cadillacs, and we kind of yeah. mentioned how we feel about it in the in the previous episode. But in this one, um, like I'm clearly saying, I mean, in in that year, like you know, we drove like really great cars, and Honda Jazz was definitely like you know one of our favorite cars. Also, another car, Skoda Fabia. The Skoda Fabia. Um, it's so sad um, that that people don't really go for Skodas in this country, or yeah. as they call Skoda, how it's supposed to be pronounced. <laughs> but let's call it Skoda because that's what I'm used to it. So I'm gonna call it Skoda. <laughs> the Skoda Fabia. Um, it does not do well over here. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't have a market. It doesn't have a market. But drive-wise, it's a great car. It's an absolutely beautiful car to drive, and yeah. it's so much fun. And it looks it looks really nice as well, especially the new ones. Yeah, it looks really good. It looks really hip and funky, and it's and it's peppy. And the, the thing is, so we went for a test drive, and there was also like another friend of ours. Four people in the car. We were four <laughs> people in the car, and and well, you know that if you have like a lot of people in the car, I mean four people, it will affect the car's performance. Yeah. That car was a one point. Uh, was it a one point six or one point four? I think. I don't remember. I, I think it was a one point six naturally aspirated. Maybe. Mm. It was not turbocharged. That is for sure. No, it was not. It was not it turbocharged. Was naturally yeah. aspirated. It was naturally aspirated. I'm not sure if it was like a one point four or one point six, but um, we were like four people, right? I mean, it was like an Murad. Um, there's a friend of mine, and myself, and obviously like the guy from the showroom. He was there as well. Um, the guy from the showroom, like, you know, he said that he wants to have, like, he'll go, f- like, he'll take the first uh, spin of the car and he's going to basically show us, like, you know, what this car is capable of and what it's got. Um, we sat in the car, he floored it, and the car would just, it just kept on running everywhere. It just, and it's, and it's quick, it picks up without any trouble. Yeah, it, it was not laggy, like, it does not lag. All that, uh... With all that weight, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, any car, like in, in its in its class, like whether if you go from the the Corolla, the Yaris, or the Cheetah, whatever, it does not basically, um, it 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 does not basically, like you know, have like that kind of a power or whatnot. But that car, I mean, it just does amazing that. Um, Murad showed me basically, like you know, it's a 1.0 turbocharged engine, but I don't think that was the because I remember specifically it was not a turbocharged. Mm. Uh, we can have to check if it was actually like in a 1.4, 1.6, but I remember that it was a naturally aspirated. It was not yeah. turbocharged. Because we wanted to check the turbocharged one. That's the reason we specifically went for it and we asked them if they have the VRS. Yeah. But they, they do not have the VRS version over here. They just have the, the regular Skodas over here. 
but honestly like it doesn't have uh, like interior wise it doesn't have that much gadgets in it it's like very simple it, right? it looks it like the previous generation Volkswagen Polo uh, to some extent yeah but uh, as in like it doesn't have a screen it just have the regular radio FM yeah and it has a Bluetooth yeah okay and that's it I mean, it doesn't have really much in terms of uh, tech, but the thing is, um, for I, a car like that, I don't think you will need it. You it's not, a small no, I mean, car. Exactly. Like, you, a wouldn't small car. Need, you wouldn't yeah. really need a reversing camera. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, that car is actually so much fun to drive and like it, it will really keep you engaged the whole time. Like the whole time when we had it for a test drive, yeah. we were engaged the whole time. That car is just so much fun to drive and uh, Absolutely, it's like it's one of those second like, hidden gems that we find. Yeah, I mean, Skoda Fabia is a very well-known car, but in this market over here, well, it's not really. So for us, it is like a, a hidden gem. Yeah. Um, and the pricing of the car was great as well. Um, yeah, it was sixty. That was for the full option. Full option. Yeah, and and they actually they actually have what we call the base option ones that start, I think starts at like around like 40, late forties or something. Forty-five, I think. Forty-five, forty-six, yeah. forty-seven, something like that. And I mean, for that car, for that price range, it's a one hell of a car. It's a lot of car yeah, for the money. True, I wouldn't mind buying it anytime. Exactly, and um, being a Skoda, I mean, they really have a they have a decent reliability as well. I mean, they're using pretty much Volkswagen parts. It's, yeah. it's under Volkswagen brand, and. They just built solid, they built tough. There's like a lot of hard plastics, but then again, in that car within that range, you will find a lot of car with hard plastics. Yeah. But uh, Skoda, that's, I mean, kind of... That shouldn't be a concern. It's not, shouldn't be a concern. I mean, yeah. the thing is, I mean, you do get what you pay for. Obviously, you expect to like get something nice, yeah. but but what, what I mean, like, you, know, you do get what you pay for is like, it's just because you're paying less, doesn't mean you're getting any less of a car. No, yeah. I mean, this car is actually really well built and it feels very solid and it's so much fun to drive. And looks great and the space is also nice space like, is great i was sitting at the back like i had like enough leg room yeah. i was not struggling it felt spacious enough it felt spacious like, enough yeah like yeah like you would be in a sedan yeah <laughs> so it felt like that and like for me i don't really care about the uh, infotainment system right so if as long to be as honest, I, can, either I don't i mean the thing is for me Right now, I don't really like cars infotainment system because they're always they're always horrible. Yeah. But as long as if, if they have Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, I'm fine with that. You know why? Because look, the best type of um, media that you can use is like obviously your phone. Yeah. And obviously you don't want to use that while you're driving. Yeah. But the thing is, if that thing has been reflected onto your infotainment system, I mean that's that's perfectly better. You're gonna find all your apps there. You're gonna use connect to Spotify for music like I do, uh, or use like Google Maps, obviously. Yeah. Because the car infotainment systems are usually like not that great. I mean, I'd rather have a car that has got Android Auto or Apple CarPlay, or I simply just don't care. As long as it's got Bluetooth and auxiliary, I'm fine with that. I, th for me, the most important thing, the car, the driving dynamics, that should be fun. True. And with that point, coming back to the Fabia. The score of Fabia. Oh, the Fabia, I miss it so much. Uh, so like, uh, if you drive that car, you're just gonna have fun with it and Absolutely. honestly the way it looks you wouldn't care what you have inside because the outside looks just so much good yeah, inside doesn't look bad that's the yeah. thing though yeah. it doesn't look bad yeah. yeah but like you're not gonna miss what you don't have in yeah it. exactly yeah because the looks makes up for it 100 percent um yeah. it's it's a great car it's a good fun car and the thing is the 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 only car that comes to my mind that like you would really compete the score of the score of Fabia with would be the um, Suzuki Swift. Yes, and which is crap. Um, 
Look, here's something I don't understand about Suzuki Swift, right? A lot of people have Suzuki Swift over here and they drive it and they claim that it's fun. And I've seen some reviews of it and the reviews are basically just like kind of mixed about it. Um, we're like, okay, fine. You know what? It looks like a fun car. It looks like a fun car. And then we were like, okay, fine. You know what? We're just going to keep the judgment to ourselves. And you know, whoever is basically listening to this, I mean, you should really basically like, you know, drive the Suzuki Swift yourself and decide it for yourself if you like it or not. And don't just just drive that and then decide, okay, no, this is a great car. I mean, you yeah. need to kind of drive the other cars as well. Like yeah, try yeah. the Honda Jazz, try yeah. the um, uh, Skoda you Fabia. Have, you have to, you have to drive the competing you have, cars. Exactly. You have to drive the, com the competing cars to understand like, you know, what you're missing out on. Um, I mean, from a person like, for example, who used to drive a Yaris or a Tida, they will jump to Swift. They're not going to find much difference. They will be like, oh no, it's a good car. Yeah. Yeah. It drives nice. It's nice it's nice you know? yeah so but if you drive all the competitions in that range okay you will know okay what this car have and what it doesn't have right so you need to drive all the competitions to know like which one is the best Absolutely. looks wise no doubt swifts is really beautiful oh it looks great it the new ones great. i love the way they look it they look beautiful great. The new Suzuki Swift. Yeah, even the old one, like uh, if you compare it from that time, or from that era when it came out. Maybe, it always looked good. It looked yeah, good. It always looked good, but the yeah. new one's a big improvement. Yeah, because but, like right now we are comparing the new one to the new cars. Yeah. So if you compare the old Swift to the old cars, like the 2008 Swift to 2008 Jazz or 2008 Yaris. Right. It's still, it, it looks nice. It looks better than yeah. the competition. Yeah. So it always looked good. But the thing is, like when I drove it, any first of all it's a cvt okay and, and, and it's the, the the really bad with cvt it's like really annoying really one. bad one it's very and sluggish and it was a 1.6 naturally aspirated engine yeah and uh, i like even though it's a 1.6 i mean i the car is really tiny and it's really light i really expected to have like some kind of a get up and go but no the engine was screaming it was just so it picks up so badly and we tried pushing it we just the car just just does not want to go it doesn't go and it's very dull it's it very is dull, dull. yeah like, and it's not engaging at all and the steering feedback is like i mean you don't know it's like you're turning right but the car is going left <laughs> um yeah i mean this is one of the cars that we like we, we were like really looking forward to driving yeah, it and we're just really disappointed but then again it's maybe because like you know, the the uh, the expectations that we had out of it was like really high especially after driving the honda jazz and yeah. skoda fabia but here's the thing is it really saying like high expectations after driving Honda Jazz Skoda Fabia? No, I think no, it was a I fair expectation. Yeah. We expected to drive at least similar, but uh, but no, I think nothing really. Be, in that class, in that size, nothing. I mean, see, in the size, Honda Jazz definitely all yeah. day, any day. But price-wise, the price, it's, it's, it's all pretty much similar. Or maybe price. it's I think it's a little bit more expensive than the Jazz as well. Uh, the Swift? Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's cheaper than the Jazz. I think it's sixty something, sixty to for the full option one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Honda Jazz, I mean, in terms of space and everything, and and basically, if, if you're someone like who really cares about the um, uh, the resale value of the car, Honda Jazz definitely. And if you look at the practicality and space, but if you just basically like only really really want like only for the driving dynamics of the car and you want something to be unique, then go for the Skoda Fabia. Yeah, true. So. Like uh, when you drive that car, like for me especially, the colors that I like in the Fabia is either the green or the black. Uh, what's, it, what's it called? The monocle green. 
I'm not sure what. I'm not sure what the color was called. I forgot the name. But but the green like that they a, had, a little, little darkish green. Was, it, it was like a candy green. Candy green. It was beautiful. It was amazing. Like I really liked. It. And it had a different color rims as well. Like what was the, yeah. it has like a special edition thing. Like the the rims I think were red or something. No. Or it was no, black. It was, it was black. black. It was, it was black. black. Yeah. But, but and, and the black. roof was black or white. No, the roof was the same color. No, I think the roof was black as well. The roof and the rims were black, and yeah. the rest of the body, the, the rest of the car color was uh, candy green. It just, it just looked like nothing else in the road, and it just looks true, beautiful, true. and it drives true. amazing. Um, unfortunately, like uh, over here, like, we do but not. But funny really enough, have. like you know, some people did buy that car. Oh yeah, there will always be somebody's gonna buy the yeah. car. They're always gonna be, and these people are usually gonna be people like us. Yeah, true. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah. yeah, we're the idiots who go and buy the car like you know that doesn't have any resale value whatsoever. But then, you know what? But then we don't care. Like we need. We to don't have care. Fun. You we need, need to, to have fun while driving the car. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I tell people the whole time. A car is a horrible, horrible investment. Yeah. A car is not a a car is a car is just simply not a like it's not a good investment at all. You want to buy the car, you basically want to buy it for like either A, you just basically care about going from point A to point B. Yeah. Or in in our case, it's B, which is like you know we buy the car to go to point A and point B, but it should be fun while doing going A to point B. Then so there are other have, stuff basically when you have a smile on your face. Exactly. <laughs> There's something called as like smiles per gallon. We don't really care about the fuel yeah. economy. We're like, you know, how many miles are we getting yeah. per the gallon of the car? And then obviously there are other like you know genres of the car, like you know, a car that you specifically buy just for the track or just for the weekends. But these are like tr- these are toys. These yeah. are not really wouldn't really consider them as cars. These are just toys that you buy, expensive toys. But uh, as a daily commuter, um, yeah, I mean, look, just have fun with the car. And if you really care about the investment, something, just buy a car like you know, with a good resale. Otherwise, just buy gold or property. I mean, that's the best thing you can do if yeah, you want to buy investment, true, right? I mean, true, like, not true. a car. I mean, cars are a horrible investment. So, <clears throat> unless you're planning uh, to keep a car for 100 years. Yeah, yeah. And then if, it beca- <laughs> and, and if you're lucky enough, it actually becomes a proper classic car. Yeah. Um, then, then maybe you'll then you're going to see the appreciation in the value yeah. Yeah, of the car. Um, this is the price for the Suzuki Swift, right? Suzuki yeah. It starts at uh, around 40, 44,000. Yeah. It's a, it's a, oh, it's not a 1.6, it's a 1.2. It's 1.2 yeah. It was a 1.2, yeah, that's what I remember. Oh, no. Yeah. No wonder the car was so bad. Oh, okay, so here's the, here's the worst part, right? It's a 1.2 and the CVT. Yeah. That's just a recipe for a really bad. <laughs> and the horsepower is, uh, it says here, 83. 83 horses. Yeah, and the uh, weight is uh, 1,005 kgs. A thousand and five. Yeah. Okay, the weight is not bad, but but yeah. but it's still. I mean, well, it's, still, it's a light car, but it's a light car, but it's just that I think the CVT is the letdown for this car. I mean, if, if this thing had um, a, like a five-speed uh, or four-speed, I mean, four-speed is just too Wait, old school. The fan at least like a five-speed or six-speed auto. Did Suzuki ever build a five-speed auto? I think they they always. No, I think they always stick to four-speed. Four-speed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, I mean, and, and I'm, here I am talking about the six-speed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let them just graduate from uh, four-speed auto yeah. first, uh, and then we can probably, like, you know, maybe think about uh, five-speed or six-speed. Um, okay, so this was the crap one. The this crap was a uh, crap one. I mean, I thought this is going to be about the fun cars. Yeah, this one. Yeah. Well, but but, this, but no, this is an exception. Yeah, there's an exception. There's always an exception, yeah. Okay, so he, so this is the other car that I was telling you about. That was like lots of fun, but it's about 100,000 dirhams. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this was the BMW 120i. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, 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 so 
in the previous uh, in, in part one of this episode, basically we spoke about the BMW 430 and like yeah. how much we were disappointed with it. But I think for the 430, like when we went there, we were expecting it to be sporty. But no, we were we had like really high expectations for yeah. it. But then again, like why not, dude? I mean, it has like a, it has two the turbo with two, around 250 horses. Yeah. I mean, you can't expect, dude. The, all the generation when they when they engineered it, they were thinking like, uh, no, it should be a comfortable cruiser, not a sporty car. No, that's so. So for me, dude, for me, that is why you have the 420. Yeah. That I do a four, and four plus thirty. The thing is, the, which we dropped. It was a coupe or hardtop convertible. One of those. But yeah, it was a two door one. So when you see a two door, you're like, no, this has to be a little bit more sporty. Speaking of which, like you know, I, I kept on making the same mistake because uh, I speak really fast. I need to learn how to speak slowly. Um, is that I? I say that uh, the fake exhaust sound was being basically pumped into the engine. <laughs> Obviously, it's not getting pumped into the engine; it's getting pumped into the interior of the car, like through the speakers. Yeah. This is what I meant. But since I speak so fast, I made that idiotic mistake. Yeah. Um, anyway. So anyways, so the four twenty, the four thirty, right? So the, the thing is um, about the four thirty is that the previous generation cars, like for example, you get the four twenty eight, right? It was just basically it was a refresh for the four twenty eight, so it's been renamed to four thirty. Um, so I've driven some of the, the 328s and the 428s and they, they drove really well. But, but the 430, it's a refresh, but then the string kind of went numb and slow. And I was like, it was like a bit of a disappointment. Anyways, let's stick to the fun part, right? Yeah. So this is the BMW 120i. It's like the smallest BMW you can get. It's one of the cheapest cars you can go and buy uh, from AGMC. It's the entry level. It's the entry level BMW. Um, so. After driving the uh, BMW 430, we didn't really have much hopes for the 120i. Oh no, but we, how wrong were we? Yeah. The car was so much fun. It's just, dude, it's a hatchback and it's a rear-wheel drive car. Yeah. It's, it's just got like two liter turbo. Uh, it's got around 180 or 190 horsepower. So somewhere around that. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was like somewhere, somewhere around that. So it's not, it's not, it doesn't have like massive power, but the thing is because it's a rear-wheel drive car and the thing is when you, you floor it and you feel the back wheels kind of spinning and the thing is it's just even easy to like oversteer that car yeah. if you want to have fun you can actually do it if you wanted to and, and i think like you know being a rear wheel drive what, what makes it like a really fun car it makes a fun car yeah exactly and the interior is like it's bland it's empty it doesn't have much yeah. but i do not care like i said that car just True. drives so well and the thing is it felt solid the steering was like very direct yeah for a 120 i mean I mean, sad, right? The four, like the the four series externally not feel as good as the one series. Yeah. Uh, but then again, because um, the one twenty i is just, I mean, the string wheel is direct. It, it felt connected. There was a good string wheel feedback. Every time you floor it, you can feel like the 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 the, the wheels at the back clicking off freely. Yeah. And if you want to like oversteer, I mean, I mean, you can't really do it. It's not it's not a Mustang, but but the fact is that you can still do it if you know how to. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant car to drive. It's just a little bit on an expensive side, so you can probably go for the second hand market. Yeah, true. And they have like a really good. And the thing is, the resale is okay actually. It's not bad either. Yeah, it's not bad. The second hand you can get it what around 80, 85, 70. Um, like depending on how old you go. Depending on how old you go and exactly. And and uh, and the thing is, this is a car that you can actually even like, keep it for a very long time without worrying about it. Yeah. Um, the thing is, like, you know, most people like you know, in this country, they, they, they tend to avoid German cars yeah. for obvious reasons. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say it's not going to be free of any um, faults or whatever. But the thing is, no car is free of faults. Every car will have some kind of fault. It will go bad at some... Dude, the key to having a car that doesn't go bad is just doing basic 
regular maintenance on its time. True. Do a regular and maintenance basic and take care of regular it. maintenance doesn't always mean like you need to change an oil and that's it. Yeah, I mean, no. you can't, like, you can't see, the, look, under, see, the thing is, yeah, I'm, I'm coming to that, right? Yeah. So, look, oil and filter change is something that you have to do it like in every um, five, eight or 10,000 kilometers. I mean, based on basically like, you know, what the manufacturer recommends for your car and do it. Um, if you're doing it from the agency, that's well and good. Perfect. Yeah. Um, if you are not doing it from agency, you're doing it from outside. Please try to educate yourself a little bit about the car. Understand what type of oil does your car take, right? Like over here, like I see a lot of people, they go to the petrol station and then they, no matter what the car is, they, they're going to put like a 10W40 viscosity oil, the 10W40, right, uh, yeah. oil, and they're just going to use that in the car and they say like, hey, this is for like 5,000, 8,000, 10,000 kilometers. And based on what? How, how are they deciding that? I, I don't understand. And how do they know that this car has got... Uh, Yes, they work on cars, but that does not make them a car expert. The only car expert is going to be you. It's your car. You need to understand your car better than anybody else. True. Understand what type of oil it takes, right? And, 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 and I guarantee you, 9 out of 10 times, your car probably will not be taking 10W40 uh, as per the owner's manual. Look at the owner's manual and it will tell exactly like in what of oil it needs to take. If it, has, it has to mention on the, um, in the oil filler cap of your engine. If it doesn't mention there, just look into your owner's manual. What type of oil does your car need to take? And and if you just go to the and if you don't have an owner's manual, go online. Let's go online. It's How difficult is it? Net. Yeah. Exactly. Um. And if and the thing is, on a long run, the wrong oil can actually create like a lot of issues and whatnot. So if you know how to use basically like the do 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 the correct maintenance of your car, understand and understand like in the life cycle of the the, the components of the car. Yeah. The, your radiator. How long should it last? Your engine belt, your timing belt, and yeah, and the spark plugs. And the spark plugs. I mean, just understand like in how long should they last, and just keep a track of it. I mean, you don't have to keep a track of it. The, the car has the kilometer mileage counting in front of you, anyways. Right, and if it's a time for it to change it, just go and change it before it goes bad. And, and this actually you're pre preventing yourself from actually getting into a big problem. Yeah. Now, now some people are going to be like, "Yeah, but I have a Corolla, and I have, I have like I've had like, this car for a long time, and it didn't go bad or something." Yeah, Corollas are really well built, and they're made well. I their understand engine, that. Yeah, their engine is really, really built tough. They're, they're built tough, but, but that does not mean that it's not going to go bad. The thing is, just because you're ignoring that does not mean you're doing it the right thing. Yeah. Right, you have to go and do the proper maintenance of the car, and if you do it, and you basically like you know understand like you know what your car is doing, what it's trying to say to you, and um, you know what, it's just like that movie from Jason uh, from Transporter when Jason Statham says, "You take care of the car, the car takes care of you." Yeah, that's true. true. That is hundred percent true. Um, understand like you know, and the thing is, when people are afraid of buying a BMW because they say like, "Oh, it's a German car, maintenance is going to be expensive," no, it's not. It's trust it's me, it's not. not. I've got a friend of mine. He did that literally the whole engine transplant for the BMW X5, right? The price was uh, it was like around it was it was uh, like under eight thousand dirhams, and and, we, yeah. and and to be honest, like you know what we were expecting was like at least fifteen thousand, sixteen thousand dirhams. Now eight thousand dirhams. Look, I'm not saying that's a small amount of money. That is not the case. But the thing is, regularly, if the, the thing is, he knows people, and I know people. And if it was just any other regular person, I will not be surprised because I know some other people who just like in a basic change into the cars and they paid like around 20 to 25,000 dirhams just yeah. for the engine. And that is just such a common uh, thing that people kind of get themselves into. And the thing is like uh, half of the money was just because uh, removing the engine. Like 
the engine was not uh, like the engine did not cost eight thousand dirhams. It's the eight thousand dirhams is with the labor. With the labor and everything, in yeah. Everything else, like it wasn't just an engine change. They did exactly. Some, uh, they did do some other uh, right. things as well. Yeah, and and the thing is, um, so before, like you know, he used to kind of um, ignore the issues about the car. I mean, he didn't. He did not ignore really, right? I mean, like in everybody's got some situation they've got yeah. something happening in personal life i mean like and, and probably like in the car is probably like the last thing in your mind i mean that's that, that's absolutely fine um but but the problem is you know like you know you have an attitude that you know it's the car is running it's fine it's gonna go on yeah it's fine it's gonna go on it's not gonna blow up on you for no reason but it's like a ticking time bomb right yeah it all adds up and then it becomes one big mess yeah. so now that guy like a friend of mine so after that like and he's actually doing proper regular maintenance to it he He's educated himself. He knows what's wrong with the car. He speaks to the right people. He does his own homework on what needs to be done, what does not need to be done. And and after that, like, you know, he's been basically whenever he goes for any basic maintenance, it barely costs him anything. He just knows the right people to go to and, and how to take care of the car. And I thought he's going to sell the car, but um, I, I don't see that happening. And he's like, you know what? The car is running fine and it's not costing me at all. So, well, good for you. And, and I really, really applaud people like that. And I really support people like that. You know what? If you have a car, it does not mean that all oh, the cars getting old might as well time to go into a different car no it's your car you have to love it you have to take care of it no matter what and if you want to keep it for a very long time all the power for you you need to know how to maintain your car exactly because uh, it's it's something that's you know it's running so it's being used up just like anything in the world it needs maintenance it needs maintenance exactly i mean we are human and we get sick 100 okay. yeah. percent so that is a man-made thing it's that a machine is, it yeah, has no brain to be it, will go, it will go yeah. will, things will go bad there's so many it's environmental bound, factors it's bound to be it's bound to go wrong at some point exactly like it, it needs maintenance for sure it needs maintenance and yeah. and and if you just do proper maintenance trust me it does not cost you a lot and, and trust me it's like uh like very minimal things like uh you small go, things yeah. take you a long way yeah you go and change the brake pod brake pads at this uh on, on its time yeah that was costs you less than 1000 for all four exactly i mean some people like and they ignore it and then they, they wait for the brakes to start screeching because like the brake pads are worn out but the thing is they don't realize when the brakes are screeching it's actually like pretty much scratching on the on the on the the on the, uh, the, the brake the steel, discs yeah the steel is uh, on the brake pads are it's scratching on the on the discs on right the on disc the brake discs yeah. and 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 this basically if and it, the thing is what you call i mean you can pretty much fix the disc like in a by um, grinding it but the thing is you're gonna need to pay extra for grinding you're gonna it. need to pay extra for grinding it and if it and if it damages like in a beyond repair then you're gonna have to buy the brake discs true why, why do you want to get to that stage just just change the brakes before they get completely worn out i mean just check i mean the thing is when you're taking for your car's uh, service okay people usually don't even do that but they should take it for a tire rotation yeah true i mean i mean see today's like the radial tires the new brand new tires that there are in the market i mean they don't really need to be uh, you don't you don't really need to do a proper tire rotation because i mean they're, they're today's tires are like really well built but the thing is it's kind of good it's for your own like uh, personal satisfaction that like okay fine like in every single tire is going to be at every corner of the car um as long as it's like you know it's not a directional tire if it's a directional tire then well you can't uh or if they're offset um that's one thing and secondly um the before the brake pads they kind of like can get like really really worn out i mean you know when you're doing the tire rotation you can even actually have a look at yourself at the brake pads and you can see if the brake pads are like really worn out or not and yeah. if you think it like, kind of worn out that's an indication for you you know what maybe i need to go and change the brakes now instead of waiting for it to screech and damage other things the other components of your brake 
after and, breaks yeah and the thing is like uh, if you say like i don't know how to check the brakes if they're good or not well you can because in each brake pad yeah there is a line in between there's a line in between and on the side it's basically it tapers off like you know and it, yeah. it goes yeah exactly so you can look there and if the if you don't see that line yeah like it, it's visible from the side yeah yeah if you don't see that or it's very thin you just know you have to change it yeah exactly you have to change it. if you see the line is like deep enough then you know like your brake pads are okay yeah and the thing is from the side right it kind of uh, it kind of like tapers off um, on, on the brake pad itself and the thing is the more you see that the flatter it is well it does indication you need to change it but if it's like more rounded on the side then your brakes are okay um, and also like you, if you don't want to do that if you don't still you're not sure how to do that when you're going for an oil change just ask the guy to have a look at the brakes exactly they'll and tell you. They'll, they'll tell you and they'll charge you absolutely nothing just to ask yeah. like, you know, what the brake conditions yeah, are like true okay so this this part two was supposed to be about fun cars and we ended up yeah, talking we, about car maintenance yeah okay. well but, but then but then but this is us right we always talk about our subject but then we end up like talking about something yeah. else so um, anyway so let's get back to our main point which is fun cars to drive yeah because a lot more cars like i said yeah. and then i think i think we're gonna have to do part three because we're already 40 minutes in yeah um so okay let's put in one more last car yeah. right now um what car do you think it should be Oh, you have to think of something. You can't be like, taking this long to, uh, <laughs> to. I'm thinking about because like the most fun car was uh, Jazz. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Kicks Nissan Kicks. The Nissan Kicks, hundred percent. Yes, let's let's do Nissan Kicks. Let's talk about Nissan Kicks. It was surprising because honestly, it's uh, supposed to replace the Nissan Juke, which was the ugliest car ever made in the face of this yeah, God's and, earth. And I, I drove it. It wasn't like nice in driving as well. I did not drive it and I'm happy yeah. about not driving it. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, uh, the front seats are fine. Uh, you're right. on a driver's seat. You finally have enough headroom. You're on the passenger side. It's fine. But the moment you sit at the back seats, okay, the headroom is not enough. The leg room is not enough. The car looked like a toad for some reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I, I, the... Uh, do you remember it, on episode? Sorry to cut you off. Uh, remember, like an episode of uh, Top Gear or something like that. Uh, they they give an award to the ugliest car ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Sanjur. was the Sanju. Oh God! It has six lights at the front. Like you don't know it's which disgusting. one are the headlights, which one are the fog lights, lights, and which one are the daytime running lights. Like it's it's just so much. Confusing. It was a mess. Um, I, I don't know. I I really think that the designer was high while making this car, and then yeah. and and I really I like to think that that car was meant to be as a joke. Right, but then they know they can't really sell that name. Yeah. So then somebody just goes to the blackboard and just rubs the top part of the the letter O. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, let's just go with the juke. Yeah. Like, why not? So, it has to be an inside joke. The car has to be an inside joke. I don't know. True, it just cannot probably. be real. True. But the thing is, like, when we went to drive the cakes, we were expecting expecting it to be much more like the juke. Maybe a yeah. little bit better. And and I was expecting it to be a little bit more sluggish than the Nissan Tida. Yeah, because because you know why? Because the Tita that I've driven, like the, the one I'm talking about, like mm. a friend of mine, like you know, who has a Tita, yeah, like 2014 you know, model. She right? has a 2014 yeah. one, right? Uh, and and her car basically has got like the first generation of uh, CVT, and it's a bigger engine. It's a 1.8 liter, mm. right? And the one she's got is pretty much like, full option, right? Yeah. Um, she's got like the the, the the rear cameras and 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 all that and Bluetooth and all that again, the alloy wheels, uh, 1.8 with the bigger rims compared to the other ones. Uh, anyways. Um, the point is, the it's just that you know it's not having a bigger engine is not always a good. It's not. It's, it does not make. It does not mean that it's a better car. 
Yeah, it's, it's not always beneficial. It's not always beneficial. It's not always about the engine. I mean, like people usually forget about transmission. They don't really care. I mean, I see most of the people, I mean, like you and I, we care. But there are people like, you know, who basically not into cars. They're like, eh, as long as it's automatic, they're happy with that. Yeah. They don't even know like which automatic it they is. They don't even know like what automatic transmission it is. Um, so um, it is a CVT, right? Yeah. But unlike the previous generation CVT, this is like the second generation CVT that the Nissan has reworked on basically. They kind of like on redesigned the, it and worked kicks. Uh, on the kicks. not on the, the Nissan kicks. No, uh, on the kicks. On the kicks. Oh, I thought you said Honda kicks. I'm like, okay, wow. I'm like the the Nissan Juke guys uh, influencing you now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. No. So I think the Nissan Juke guys influencing me. So basically, um, the Nissan kicks has the second generation of uh, the CVT transmission, and oh my God, what a great improvement has that been it is it is great it is absolutely the car the nissan kicks first of all i think in in it's one of the cheapest and one of the best looking um crossovers out in the market right now true no i agree with you 100 percent for that i mean some people, some people can like you know might argue this like the toyota chr is a better looking one i mean i understand the toyota chr is very sporty looking but it drives worse and it does not have like it, it does not have have like you know, that kind of a room as much as like you know kicks and, and it's a smaller engine a smaller engine and the other uh, competition i would think about is the honda hrv yeah, uh, was it the mr no hrv hrv yeah yeah the hrv that one is also man i'm not impressed with the it. hrv just felt like a crossover version of the jazz and the thing is you know what i really don't care about the hrv i'd rather go for the jazz any day every true, day true i think that's the reason probably why the jazz has also been discontinued other than city i mean there yeah, is and, hrv and hrv is also it's the like same material as the jazz by the way yeah but it's also like when you sit in it it feels less spacious like it doesn't have uh, yeah, as yeah. much space it as does a not kicks or a jazz yeah, yeah exactly it does not like uh, jazz basically felt more special HRV yeah. just felt like it's like you know like those guys they basically at, at the board meeting they're like you know what crossovers is what's in right now everybody yeah. wants to buy a crossover yeah um let's make another smaller one <laughs> yeah exactly let's make another small uh, crossover and, and then i mean they've got a crossover already they've got a crv we test yeah. drop that and that thing is amazing amazing yeah. anyways um so basically like uh, they, they they they're like okay fine you know what we're gonna discontinue jazz anyway so well you know what use this interior and use it on a crossover yeah uh i think that just ruined the rep- like the recipe of the jazz is just so beautiful it was meant to be to stay as well it was supposed to be anyways going back to the nissan kicks um beautiful car it drives really well it's a smaller engine than the nissan t that's got a 1.6 naturally aspirated cvt yeah. but it's a second generation cvt um does not have uh, a lot of rubber banding effect it feels very quiet the engine does scream if you put it on a sport mode which for some reason the sport mode button is like hidden yeah. <laughs> on, the, on the transmission lever if you ever go if you ever go to the nissan showroom or if you know somebody who's got a nissan kicks um yeah so just look for the button you'd be surprised where it is <laughs> anyways um so the the button i mean it feels very responsive it's great yeah the space is absolutely amazing and you know what the, my favorite thing about the nissan kicks is other than the driving and the handling yeah. of the cars the handling of the car is great the seats are so comfortable and they have something called as they call, i mean it's a marketing term for them they call it as a zero gravity seats okay um I don't know how zero gravity makes sense with this, right? It's like you're sitting on the seats, but mean, you are actually floating. You're floating. I mean, the thing is, when I'm sitting in the car, I know we're sitting in the car. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, like, I take things too literally. Um, so, say, like the marketing term aside, 
I think the it's car is really comfortable. They, they named it that it's probably because it has to do something with the comfort. Of Maybe the it has to do something, seating, something yeah. to do with the comfort or whatnot. But the thing is, like the seats are look really great, spacious, and the, and the car just looks amazing. And you know what? Even if you buy for the basic one, if you just go for the basic basic one, don't despair. You, that doesn't mean that you're poor or you're doing worse. No, yeah. you know what? You just basically bought a very nice car for like a lot cheaper than it, like than it's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, because if you go for like higher trim, like it'll be more expensive. And but it then has, it has three trims. Okay, it has three trims. Yeah, basic, mid, and full. But also like, I mean, uh, if you tell me go for the full or mid, I would go for the mid. Yeah, uh, because the I mean the mid one has alloy wheels just like the full. Option. But you know what, Nissan basically like and it will charge you just two thousand. If, if if you really, okay, I mean you care about the alloys, right? Fine. So some people they don't really care about the alloys. I'm like, yeah. ah, cars got wheels, that's good. Yeah. Um, but they care probably about the infotainment. The basic infotainment is just empty infotainment. Just got Bluetooth and that's about it. Um, if you go to the mid and the full option, I mean, it's got the reversing camera and it's got the whole yeah. screen built in, you know, like a touch display and all that. But the thing is, you know, if you go for the basic one, and I think Nissan charges around 2,000 dirhams or maybe 2,500, they will upgrade the infotainment for you. That's it. Okay. Um, and, and, and the thing is, the price difference between the basic and, 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 and mid option, like, it's just way more. So I mean, I just rather pay two thousand just get the entertainment, and it's gonna yeah. be built by this. I said that's an aftermarket entertainment, but it's a proper one. Yeah, and be happy about it. And be happy with it, and you've got the full screen, and it's a, and, and you know what? Do not use a small screen one. They actually use a big one. I think I think it's somewhere between eight to ten inches. I'm not if I'm not mistaken. I'm gonna have to check on that. But it's it's one of the really big uh, infotainment. It's an aftermarket one that Nissan's basically fitting it over here. Yeah. But but they're, but they're, they they're fitting it well. Like exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, it's a really good and entertainment also, system. Also, like I mean. All of them has fabric seats. The full option doesn't have leather, I think, right? Uh, I, I don't, don't remember if the full option has got leather seats or not. I don't think so. See, the only thing about the full option, I mean, I know that it's got the, the, the reversing sensors in the parking and it's also got the digital, um, uh, I mean, the, it's partly digital, not the full thing. Yeah, the, 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 the cluster. Gauges, yeah. yeah. And, it's got an, and it's got an armrest, but only for the uh, driver's driver. side. Yeah, which is fine. Uh, the armrest is fine. You can get any aftermarket and fit it and there. That's so the least of the big concerns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, but the main thing is like how it drives. Like, I mean, for a crossover, it drives more like a car. It, and, and this is something that I prefer. And, uh, and the body roll is also very, very minimal. Very, yes, very minimal. Very minimal. I, I like the fact that cars, I mean, I like the fact that you know, crossovers or SUVs on the drive like a car. For me, these are like good crossover slash SUVs. Yeah. Um, if, if they drive like an SUV, like with all like tons of body roll and floaty, and then you feel like you have to turn the steering wheel, I don't know, like 20 times towards the direction to just yeah. make a small turn and that's for me like a big fail that's like a big no yeah i'm not okay with the that. steering feedback for the kicks was like it's also quite good. decent yeah, yeah. It and decent. it's extremely comfortable driving the car we went over the rough terrain and it was just comfortable and it's all good and as well like uh, also the initial kick is amazing i mean of course it's a small engine and it's a cvt so on high speed it's got it's got a good initial kick get it yeah. get it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think they, they they've named the car right yeah i mean the thing is and i like they've made a mistake with the juke i mean they actually don't know they, they always get the names right probably they're like okay the nissan juke is probably a joke yeah. but the nissan kicks is gonna have a good kick to it yeah so yeah if you think about it, you know, it's like, you know, like taking a kick out of something is like, you know, when you're making fun of something. Yeah. I think the Nissan kicks is like taking the kick on the Nissan joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sort of, because it's replaced it, right? Yeah, so, it, it has replaced the Nissan yeah. joke, thank God for that. And uh, it looks great and it's just absolutely wonderful car. So I guess that wraps up for the fun cars for the day. 
Fun cars, fun cheap cars. Fun cheap cars. Because there are a lot of fun, expensive cars that we've driven. And uh, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> that's a whole different thing. That's probably going to be on the part three of this uh, Or podcast. maybe a completely different thing. Too. Or a completely different thing. But we're not ending this. We still have to talk about the cars that we've not finished. It. I mean, on, on the next part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, in terms of the cars, like, we test drive and review a lot. But there, obviously, there will be some uh, special... Um, specific episodes like speaking only about that particular car and going really in depth detail because this first couple of or like the first three episodes is just basically going to be like an overview of like you know what cars that we've driven from like really expensive ones to like really cheap ones and surprisingly (laughs) cheap ones have been like a lot more fun okay now uh, speaking of the cheap cars like below 100,000 there is another car that comes in my mind right Hyundai Veloster Turbo the 1.6 turbo. turbo, the 1.6 turbo, okay, not the 2.0 natural aspirin. No, yeah. the 1.6 What was the price of the car? It was uh, 93,000. Right. And it comes in the full auction, of course, it's like top of the range. Okay, so it looks like we're going to be adding, we're sliding one more car in this, uh, yeah. in this, uh, in this spot. All right, cool. So, so far what I have heard about the Veloster, like it drives like a crap. Okay, it's not as good as, uh, as it looks. And uh, some people hated the fact that it has three doors instead of four doors. I don't mind it. Yeah, but... It's uh, a quirky car. It's supposed to be. I mean, I'm fine with that. But I was very uh, skeptical about driving it. And like I was not uh, expecting much about it. But when I drove it... Can, can I stop you right there? Yeah. Um, I was very skeptical about driving it as well. But you know why? It's because I've driven the previous um, version of it. The first generation yeah. uh, uh, Veloster. Yeah. And I was not impressed. I did not drive the previous one. I drove it and I hated it. But I just heard people talking about it and reviews and stuff. So, did not had, I never had a high expectation for it. But when I drove it, oh my God, it impressed me. It was, I mean, I I remember like sitting next to you when you were test driving and when you pushed it, it has a really good initial acceleration and a kick to it. Yeah. It was good and and the interior was, the sound of the exhaust was also decent from a 1.6 turbo and uh, the quality of the interior and the materials that they've used was a big, big jump from like, you know, what the first generation was. It looks, it looks very uh, futuristic. It looks, it looks like, yeah, it looks very like you, You're living in, in a, yeah, you buy a 2020 model, you know you are driving a 2020 model. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're not going to feel like, oh no, I'm driving like five year old interior car. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, it, it looks very, uh, what's the word for it? It looks like very uh, realistic for the time being. Right. It has like uh, It's like time appropriate. I mean, yeah, time appropriate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like the screen, it's a small, and yeah. it's also like the the one that's a bit raised up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like every car's got that trend. Like yeah. the raised up screens. Yeah. 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 But it's also it's uh, not on your face. Yeah. I mean, unlike Corolla, it's raised no, up. No. <laughs> Corolla. I mean, my God, what is Toyota yeah. doing? I mean, it's supposed to be like one of the biggest and the best car makers in the world, but ah. Yeah. <sighs> So anyway, so this car, I mean, it drove really amazing. Like it's something yeah, you go, you drive something and you're not expecting it, but it just impresses you in a way. It was a big improvement because it's dude, I've was, driven the first was. generation and I hated it. And the, and the thing that I hated the most about it is the fact that the suspension was so rough and so hard. And I think you see, I'm personally, I don't care about like, you know, I, I don't mind if the suspension is, is, is rough and hard because it, it's like a sporty cars are usually yeah. like, you know, hard suspension. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're doing the Mercedes A250, which has got a very hard suspension, yeah. but it, but it still feels like decently balanced. Mm. 
the the old Veloster, I mean, the thing is, it has a very, very first of all, it has a very low profile tires. The rims are too big for the car. The, the the tires are like in a very low profile, and the suspension is too hard. It just made it a very uncomfortable experience. Mm. And then like you know, with the old uh, materials and everything that they used, it used to get, basically get very squeaky and used to make a lot of noise whenever you're on a, even like a little bit of a rough surface area. But the new one, or like I mean, they've used like much more softer materials, better quality. Um, the tire size is just I mean, it just is good. And the looks, the looks the for looks the new is one, is, the refresh looks are really nice. Like, amazing looks. It it kind of gives you a aggressive yeah. yet elegance feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> not. Yeah, I know. So I mean, the thing is, um, you know what? It looks a bit more mature. Yeah. Right. The, the older one was like too much of like you know like uh, like it's, it's like as if like a kid like you know just like you know like oh my god this is a car uh, and I need really to get yeah. it because it looks cool and uh, and all the people might be like eh, what the hell is that a bubbly kid? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> a bubbly kid. <laughs> But the, but the new ones like man, it looks much more refined, looks much more mature, and it looks yeah. really nice. And it drives really well. And the and the and the turbo from like one, the one point six uh, turbo in the engine, uh, it's it's really good. It's really responsive. Sounds great. And, and the thing handling is, is great. when uh, you can hear the exhaust sound when you put it on uh, sport mode, yeah. and also you can keep it quiet when you are on a normal mode. Yeah. So and then this the way the car looks, okay, and the way it drives. You wouldn't have a problem driving it to a five-star hotel. Yeah. You will still, you know, you're not gonna feel any less than any other. No, of course car. not. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's a very good thing. And like speaking look-wise, because the older one, like, no, you just know, okay, that's a Hyundai. This yeah. one, it doesn't give you that Hyundai feel. You know, it gives you like, no, it's something much more nicer. Yeah. Yeah. So that is also a plus point, like for a car for that price. Okay, if you go to any other competition, if they have a car this much price, like, I mean, the car that looks this way, it will be much on a higher side. Of course, it's going to be much more expensive and everything. Yeah. But no, but I really like the new Veloster. It looks great. And, yeah. and I think, I mean, kudos to Hyundai. They've done a really yeah, great job. Yeah, they good job. And um, but the also update like, was amazing. We, we do need to drive the naturally aspirated one for the newer ship. We haven't driven that, right? Yeah, the 2.0. Yeah. Yeah, because the thing is, um, I mean, 1.6 is a bit on an expensive side. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, see, like, I mean, the thing is, like, most of the people they're basically going to buy is the 2.0. Yeah. I think if somebody comes and asks me, like, you know, hey, like, you know, which one do I go for? Um, if you really care about basically keeping the car for a very long time, let's say like, you know, if you want to keep it for like, you know, I don't know, like, you know, five or even more, like you know, up to 10 years and you don't have to like, you know, worry about the engine wearing out or something, mm. just go for the 2.0 naturally aspirated. Yeah. The engine is just going to last too much longer. I mean, turbo, I mean, obviously, again, it adds a bit of a stress to the engine and everything. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it won't be an issue if you're taking proper maintenance, but obviously, naturally aspirated engine is just always going to outlast. Yeah, but for a non-car with the car with the force induction. But for a non-car person, yeah. don't really advise going for an uh, for a turbocharged engine. Yeah, if they're not for, planning to. Keep yeah, exactly. It. If they're not planning to keep the car, um, then just go for a natural aspirate, and you know what, you're gonna have fun with it. Um, no, uh, if they're not planning to keep the car for a long time, they can go with the turbo. They can go for the turbo. Yeah, but yeah. if they're planning to keep the car for a long time, just then go for the natural aspirate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, um, the 2.0, we haven't driven it. We actually have to. But the thing is, we have driven the Hyundai Kona. Yeah, which yeah, was that was the 2.0. natural aspirate. Which was a natural aspirate yeah, 2.0, yeah. and and the performance was actually quite elegant. We were yeah. quite happy with it. it and keep decent. in mind, yeah, exactly. And keep it on the crossover, and it was actually fun to drive it. So um, and it's much more heavier than the Veloster. I don't know. Is it heavier than the Veloster? I don't think so. Just because the crossover does not really doesn't always mean it. I don't know. Um, we're gonna have to check on that. But the it thing is, a little heavier at least. At least, yeah. yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, if, if it drove really well on a corner, I mean, I would not be surprised that it's going to... I mean, the, the chassis that the Hyundai um, uh, Veloster has got is a great yeah. chassis. It's a great platform. Yeah. So I, I think the handling, the driving dynamic is going to be absolutely great mm. uh, driving the car. So um, anyways, we've been talking for like almost an hour, an hour now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, we're going to end this and then we're going to be speaking about the rest of the cars that we've driven in the part three of the podcast. Yeah. So... Um, as always, I really hope you guys are uh, enjoyed our talk. Enjoyed, like, you know, what we're talking about, and 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 a small piece of advice, right? Do not ever be ashamed about which car you're driving. Every car is great. Every car, like, you know, if you take care of it, they're always look, the best car. You know, when they say, like, you know, the best camera in the world is like the it's the one that you have it with you right now. Yeah. Yeah, and that's usually like you know your your phone camera. I mean, obviously they're high end DSLR cameras, or whatever. Again, it's same thing. Like I say, the same thing about cars. The best car in the world is the one that you've got right now. Hmm. Simple as that. You're always gonna you're gonna know it better than anybody else. You're gonna you, you are much more connected to it. Than, and if and if that is a car that you're ashamed of and you don't really like it so much, then well, clearly you're in the wrong car. You need to basically change your car. Yeah. But if you like it, you know what? Use it because you know people like really care about environment these days. They want to go electric and everything. I don't mind electric cars. That is gonna be the future, whether we yeah. like it or not. That's yeah. fine. But if you really care about the environment, like you know, building a new car from the scrap and everything, or like basically recycling and all that, and like that's using resources. Trust me, the best way to do f- the right thing for the environment is just use your car longer. Yeah. Don't true. don't don't waste it. I mean, you wasting it that is basically kind of. I mean, you're just filling up the landfill and you're just making the mess. You're just kind of contributing more towards like the, the the. I mean, if you really care about the environment, just continue using your car. Simple as that. Yeah. And just make sure that you drive a good car so that you can use it for a longer time. The more frequently you're going to change the car. That's probably worse for the environment. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, so let's wrap. Up again, we today. yeah exactly. Again, <laughs> we went off topic. Again, yeah. we went on environmentalism. Um, so um, again, this is it for now for today, and um, see you guys in the next one. Yeah, I'm Good Abdullah. Night. You guys should really know that by now. <laughs> and I'm Murad. Yeah. Uh, see you guys. Bye. Hasta la vista. Goodbye, guys. <laughs>